welcome to Social School Podcast, hosted by Kristen Busquette of Your Social Mate, where we come to you every Tuesday with the scoop on what's happening in the world of social media. If you like what you hear today, we have an incredible mentorship program where we help creators monetize their influence that we'd love to chat with you about. So shoot us a DM. While you're here, we'd also love to hear your feedback. If you love this episode, leave our podcast a review. We also post a ton of social media tips on our social media profiles at Your Social Mate and at KBoosk. Welcome to episode nine of Social Scoop. I'm so excited that you're here. It's actually a pretty light week when it comes to updates, and I'm thinking that's just because of the holidays, which I'm actually really happy about because I really enjoy clocking out this time of year. I think a lot of people really take this time of year to really realize, like, holy shit, my life revolves around everything digital. I like to step back spend time with family and friends and just like not have as many obligations like work. So I definitely will be clocking out a little bit. We're going to visit family in Massachusetts. But yeah, it seems like Instagram, TikTok, all the platforms are taking a little break as well. First, a few updates for Instagram. They actually just released new stories features, which I feel like they haven't actually updated very big things with stories in a little while. So this was pretty cool. And I will say these are, well, one of them is actually something I can see myself using quite a bit. So they have basically two new stories formats, I guess you could say. One is called Super Sync and one is called Collage. So basically what these two features are, when you go onto your stories and you click on like multiple different videos or multiple different photos, when you go to actually like hit post, it will show you different options. So the first one is called Super Sync. Sync up all your videos with your music. So basically when you go on there, you can hit Super Sync, choose a song that you want all of your videos to sync to, and it almost lets you make like a mini TikTok video or a mini reel on your stories, which I think is really cool. And this is definitely something that I'm sure I haven't actually posted anything with it yet, but I'm sure because those types of videos are going to be longer than 15 seconds. This is probably where we'll see that 60 second reel feature come in. So if you're someone who has used SuperSync so far, please send me a message and let me know if it came through in like a 60 second story or if it's still split up between the four. I'm definitely really curious to know. So send me a DM. Also, they came out with a collage feature, which this for me is, I'm just like too snobby about design and so I really don't think that I'm gonna love this or really ever use it but there are definitely people who will so when you click multiple photos you can't do this one with video but you click multiple photos and then it will show you that collage feature and I just don't know why had a lot of trouble just saying the word collage. (laughs) So the collage feature, you'll click on that and it basically lets you like create a collage with all the images. So definitely cool. I can see like different ways of this being used, but the super sync thing is something that I'm really excited about. I actually had one of my friends, Casey, who is a food blogger. She reached out to me after I posted about this and she was like, oh cool. So I can stop having to make reels that I post on stories. So this could save people a lot of time. Like you won't really need to like go on to InShot or any other third-party app. 
You can literally just do this in stories now. Instagram also confirmed to a certain outlet that they are working on favorites and following feeds. The following feed will have a chronological order. And again, they didn't say option here, so I'm still not sure what's going on with the option or not option. I've just seen so much mixed information everywhere. But that whole favorites and following feed, that's something we've been talking about for a few weeks because it's been tested and a lot of the app developers are playing around with that but we haven't seen any confirmation until now. So this is something that's definitely going to be happening, who knows when, but if you need a little refresher, You'll be on like your home page when you first log on to Instagram, you'll see your feed and then top left hand corner, you'll have the option to click your favorites where you'll be able to put people in this favorites folder and then see just their posts in favorites. So, you know, if you have like just your your best friends or like people you really love and really want to see their content, but sometimes you don't in your normal feed, you could add them to favorites and see their content there. Also the following feed. So obviously following is who you follow. And then they didn't say anything about the home feed, which on all the photos that I've seen, like screenshots from testing, there is a home feed as well. And I'm wondering if they're like, that's where they're having like their big issues with how they're going to make it work out. Because I've said, I think this is going to be like a TikTok for you page, but as the home feed on, on Instagram. So we'll see how that goes. They haven't said anything about home, so I'm not totally sure about that one. But favorites and following feeds are 100% confirmed by Instagram and they will be coming out at some point in the future. Who knows when? So another really small update, but I always feel like if it's like if I think it's irrelevant, I still need to talk about it because some other people might think that it's important. So Instagram will now allow you to choose whether or not you allow people to embed your photos. This is something like for an example, a digital media outlet where like, you know, 10 ways to style a leather jacket. And then basically they found Instagram photos of people who posted in a leather jacket. They could embed those photos onto their website, into this blog post so that people could click right on it and go to your page. So if you are someone who's been included in those, you know that they can definitely drive a lot of traffic to your page. So I actually think in allowing people to embed your posts is typically always a good thing because if they don't embed it, they're just going to screenshot the photo and then probably not give you proper credit. So at least with embedding the photo, people can click on that photo. It goes right to your profile. So I actually think this is something that I would check on if I were you because it's something that's going to be an option. I don't know if when it comes out, it's going to be automatically checked off. I know there were some things that Instagram had released where that was the case. So my advice to you, I would check in your settings and see if this is an option for you. If it is, I would check it on personally. You go ahead and make your own decisions and feel what feels like it makes the most sense to you. But honestly, I think that there's nothing really bad that can happen. I think it's worse if they're not embedding the photos. So do what you will with that. Actually, my last update, I told you there was not a lot going on this week. My last update is actually not about Instagram or TikTok. It's from a website called later.com. So I've definitely talked about it on this podcast before. Later.com is basically an Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest. I think you could do like everything on there now. Scheduling platform. So if you're someone who likes to plan your content in advance, which I hope you are, then basically go on later.com. There is like a paid subscription or free version and you can schedule all your, you know, your posts, your captions, hashtags, all of those things. So 
I love Later. I've always been a Later.com user and everything, and I'm, I tell everyone I know about it. I really love it, but they actually just released this new partnerships program, and I just got the email about it the other day, and obviously, I was like, okay, I need to figure out what this is because it sounds really cool, so I'm going to read you a couple bits of kind of what it said that it's about, and I did, like, sign up for it. It hasn't launched yet, but it's coming. So, they basically said partnerships. It's literally just called later.com partnerships. Partnerships helps brands find creators for collaboration and sponsorship opportunities. In partnerships, your social set, which would be like your Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, whatever, is added to a list of creators, brands, can search. So basically, it's an influencer platform on later.com. So if you're a brand, you can go onto later.com and you can filter through all these different creators for different campaigns. If you're a creator, I'm assuming they're going to be giving you the option of like different campaigns that you can apply to, just like all the other platforms do. And it's just another place that you can connect with brands. And later.com is very reputable. So I'm excited to see what kind of brands are on there. And I haven't heard anything yet about if there are any requirements. I know with some of the influencer platforms like Aspire IQ, for example, you do have to have a certain amount of likes on average per photo in order to actually be able to use their platform, which is frustrating. So, I hope that this is something that Later.com does not do, but I guess we'll see when it comes out. They basically said partnerships hasn't been launched yet, but we'll let you know when we when you'll start appearing in search results. So, we'll see what comes of that, but definitely something to think about if you are on later.com. If you can get on this sooner rather than later, when the first brands do get on there, it's going to be really nice to have a very small pool of creators and for you to be in that small pool. It just, you know, it takes out a lot of competition that some of these other well-known, well-established platforms have. So, I would get on it if I were you. Just saying. (laughs) So, those are the updates that I have for this week. We're going to get right into Becca's episode, but before we do that, I actually wanted to come to you with something I would love for your help with. So, I am actually going to be recording the last episode of the year very soon. It will be out on Tuesday. I think it's the 28th, and I want to do that as a solo episode because I'm really excited to kind of reflect on everything that's gone on this year, talk about all the big things, the exciting things, the not so exciting things, and just some of my personal experiences being a digital creator and a social media expert. So, my question to you is, are there any specific questions that you have that I can answer for you or any specific experiences you want to hear about? How can I help you go into the new year feeling really good, really excited, and like you're well equipped. So, send me a DM on Instagram. That would be really awesome. I'm taking any suggestions. I really appreciate everyone who reaches out after listening to these episodes. We are just about at the end of the year. When this comes out, it'll be the 21st. So, we're, you know, what, nine, ten days away from the end of the year. And the mentorship program come the first of the year is going to be going up in price quite a bit. So, definitely something for you to look into if it's something you've been thinking about. We actually had five new students enrolled just this week, and I was only taking on eight new students in the month of December, so we only have three more slots available at the time of recording. So, I would definitely suggest if it's something you've been thinking about, if you're ready to 
take the next step in monetizing and really like get ready for next year and just get ready to kick ass in 2022. Make money on Instagram and TikTok. Really take yourself seriously there. I would love to be the one to help you through it. So I am here today with my lovely friend, Becca. I am so excited to have her on. Becca has been one of my great friends for a while here on Instagram. And she is just such a good vibe in my life. And so I'm very excited for you guys to learn from her and hear a little bit about her story. So Becca, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. Yay. So I would love to start off by just kind of, for anyone who doesn't know you, what what do you do? Tell us a little bit about your journey. Yeah, so I am an empowering creator. Basically, I do all things creative. I kind of label myself as a creative entrepreneur too. When people ask me, what do you do? That's just easier than I'm an influencer. So I kind of give them the backstory of like photography and working with brands and taking photos and all that kind of stuff. It's just, it's easier versus saying like, oh, I, I'm an influencer. <laughs> I take photos for money basically. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah. And I am also a first time mom-to-be. So that's exciting. That's been my journey this year so far, and I'm super excited about it. So when are you due? I am due February 17th next year. Oh my gosh, that's so soon. I know. It's right around the corner. It's crazy. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I'm so excited for you. So I mean, while we're on that topic, I do want to hear a little bit about what kind of change that was for you, because obviously that's like a huge life change and being, you know, like a freelancer, someone who works for themselves, like how have you been navigating that? Cause I'm sure you're probably just like tired and don't feel like doing your job, but you know, you're the only one who's making you do it. (laughs) It's been so hard. I I'm going to tell you the honest truth. It's been the hardest thing that I've ever done in my life. I went into this pregnancy journey thinking like, oh, I can still handle my day-to-day life. I can still, you know, get through my to-do list, but then like no one tells you how sick you're going to be and how much your body goes through. So honestly, I kept my pregnancy kind of hush hush in the beginning, not because we wanted this huge announcement, but because I was at that point, it was like, I needed to survive. I needed just to make it through my day. Yeah. Versus me showing up online or like even just doing a story. I had no energy for that. I just had to focus on me and baby. And it was really hard for, for a while The second trimester was so much easier. I had so much more energy and I have been trying my best to knock out what what I can while, you know, it's just me before I do have to take care of her. Um, And I'm entering the third trimester and I'm really starting to feel the exhaustion again that I felt in the first trimester. So it's kind of like coming back full circle, not as bad. I'm not like sick like I was, but definitely just it's hard to keep up. It's really, really hard. I give props to all of the mamas out there, not, you know, just even working a full-time job or freelance or part-time, whatever, like even just being a mom in itself, I'm not even one yet. And it's (laughs) the hardest thing ever. See, I, I never wanted to have kids, but mostly because I really, I don't like, I think about being pregnant and it gives me anxiety. Like if it freaks me out, everyone's like, Oh my God, I loved being pregnant. My pregnancy glow. And I'm just like, no, I have no interest, but you know, the more and more I think about it, the more I'm like, all right, fine. I want to have a family. So I guess I'll just know like 
plan for the second trimester to be like where I get shit done (laughs) before I can't anymore and after I couldn't. So thanks. That's a good tip. Well, I mean, every pregnancy is different. I know people who are pregnant right now who have been like rocking it. (laughs) And I'm like, how are you doing that? I cannot keep up. And then there's some people who like they get pregnant and they completely just focus on that. And it's okay. Either one works. (laughs) Did you have a moment where you were like, oh shit, like, should I do this anymore? Yeah, I did. I (laughs) had a breakdown moment, actually. (laughs) I I kind of shared about it in a post recently, a few weeks back, but I was in my shower, showering, holding my belly. And I was like, I just started crying. I looked up and I was like, I don't know if I can do both. I don't know if I can do this, but I really love it. And I don't want to let it go. Yeah. I, I just kind of was like, send me a sign. Like if I continue doing this is it going to work out is it worth it like can I actually do this and I got my sign to keep going and the next day like Tezza reposted me which is someone I look up to yeah like, bizarre and I was like okay I I can That's do sign. This. I I can do this <laughs> I love that Tezza brought you back to your career. <laughs> right, right? Like that's amazing. That's a really good story. I'm sure she would appreciate hearing that. <laughs> so when you first started on Instagram, I'm sure your journey has been crazy. And I'm sure what things look like for you when you first started are very different from what they look like for you now, now that you're, you know, actually monetizing and this is your job. So what did that whole journey look like for you? Like, how did you get to a point where you were actually able to be like, you know, this is my full-time income. I'm good. Right. Well, I, I, I'm going to take you back a little bit. So basically when I was in college, I kind of just posted on Instagram as like a hobby. And I started out doing like the makeup, beauty, flat lays. Like I never really showed my face. That was the thing back then. And I did it and I loved it. And I remember sitting down talking to my husband Slade and I was like, man, I really, I really like this. Like, this feels good. Like, how do I turn this into a thing? And he was like, well, you know, YouTube is really big and maybe you can do that at the time though. Like video wasn't really popping, you know, right. like it is now. So I was like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I want to do that. I really enjoy the photography side of things. And he was like, well, maybe you can become a photographer. <laughs> there was just so many conversations and so many different lanes that I could have gone down. And I pretty much dabbled in everything that I could. And so coming out of college, I remember like everyone was talking about what they were doing after college like oh I'm gonna go to grad school I'm going to med school whatever and it's just like oh I'm not I'm not doing any of that like <laughs> I'm gonna mm-hmm. kind of bet on my, I'm gonna bet on myself and just kind of like start this weird creative journey that I have no <laughs> idea about but I'm gonna do it so having those conversations like my parents and, and slates and my in-laws and just talking to everyone that was really tough I don't think a lot of people talk about that like having those conversations about what you do or when you decide you want to do that even having the conversation that I did with my husband Slade that was tough in itself because I felt bad I felt selfish I felt like I'm betting on myself and you know the weight is going to be on both of us because we're in a partnership like are you okay with this so yeah I, I think that's something that like you just don't hear a lot about, but it is very hard to go through. Going into that, I, I, I saw my journey take off last year as we kind of all did because of the pandemic and everything. Everyone was at home. We saw a lot of growth, really good engagement, not there anymore. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah. That's out the door. (laughs) Yeah. And I remember I just 
I told Slade, I was like, I'm all in. And so last year, 2020, February, we applied for an LLC and established Becca Isdell LLC. And then in March, we got the official documentation and then that was that. And then I just started busting my butt off during the <laughs> pandemic and I just saw growth and I was like, you know what? Brands are reaching out to me. I need to do some research on like, how do I actually stand up for myself? Even though at the time, I mean, I still am, I feel like I'm still in, you know, the range of a smaller creator, but I have learned through like people like you and, and other coaches that I follow and people who are just creators who are open about it. I've learned how to stand up for myself and actually make an income where I feel like it's worth it. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that. And you, you touched on so many good things there. Like I think you're so right in saying that so many people don't have that conversation or talk about having that conversation with their family and things like that. Like for me, it's, it's funny to think about. Cause I don't think I ever really had that conversation with like Andrew or my parents. I was kind of just like, I'm just doing it. You guys can get over it, which <laughs> probably was very selfish of me, but I, Andrew is like very go with the flow. So I was like, he'll be fine, whatever. And we were both still working like regular jobs at the time. So I was like, well, I'm not fully quitting my job. I think when you get to that point, that's like the time to maybe (laughs) have that deep conversation. But it's interesting. We actually did kind of like the opposite. So when we moved from Massachusetts to Charlotte, Andrew, before we moved, Andrew was working full-time doing floor sanding and he had his pin business on the side and he was like just starting to really make money. He'd probably been doing it for less than a year at that point. And he was building up his following and everything very similar to what we do. And basically when we moved to North Carolina, he was like, all right, well, you know, right now I can either get another floor sanding job and like, you know, work 40 hours a week and whatever, and I'll still do my pins on the side, or we can, you know, you can support us for a little while. And I can build my business and like, you know, we'll do this as a a good trial time, you know, and that's what we did. And he never had to go back to working his full-time job, but we did have that same conversation, but kind of like the opposite way where, you know, he had to kind of say like, Hey, I I might not make money for a little while. Is that cool? And I'm sure you guys were kind of in the same situation where you, you know, you were just starting your business and like, our industry is so weird because sometimes there might be months where you're making thousands and thousands of dollars. And then there's other months where you're like, it's crickets in your inbox. So like, how do you deal with the inconsistency? Like even now that it's your job and you're comfortable and everything, it's still hard sometimes. Oh yeah, for sure. Especially it's freaking scary with the baby on the way too. Like (laughs) I, I think about it a lot. Honestly, Slade and I, our team dynamic with how we go about our finances. He's actually labeled under my LLC as my manager. So we do this together, which is something that I want to start sharing more about on my account, but we do this together. We're a team, you know, just like people just don't see that part of things. So for him, he is very good with like money and numbers. He's like the analytical person. I'm the more creative person. So I was like, I'll be in front of the camera doing my thing. You'll be behind it doing your thing and it'll just work out and it'll be okay. And so far it has been, and we have a savings plan. We set aside our taxes. We make sure that we're okay. Basically like whatever I make, it goes into a business account that we have, but really that's 
that's allocated for our family. Like we've been <laughs> buying baby stuff from it and paying hospital yeah. bills already. And like, we just kind of like dip wherever we need to and it works out and we've done a good job at kind of like collaborating as a team of where is like the rent coming from? Where are we going like, right. to have a leisure day and just kind of like, if we want to shop, we're going to go shopping and having that kind of spread out in front of you and it shows you that you're okay like no matter yeah. <laughs> no matter where it's coming from like for Slade and I we're one like that's our income it's our money it's our family and I know for a lot of people it can be very hard to kind of see things that way especially if you're not married if you know you're just it's boyfriend girlfriend or right. you don't have a partner it can be kind of hard and I honestly have had many moments where I feel terrible like when I do have those cricket months where nothing is hardly coming in and I will cry I'll bawl my eyes out I'll tell him I'm so sorry and he's just like Becca when we when we decided to do this like you told me oh it would probably take a couple years to even see a dollar and you're doing so amazing for where you're at and so I'm just like yeah you know what you're right I need to give myself more credit like we're doing great so far imagine what we'll be in a couple years and that is what keeps me going yeah and I I definitely appreciate you being open about like how your finances work between the two of you because again like that's something that I like never hear people talk about it's like I don't know why it's like you don't have to say how much you make but I'm just curious how people do their stuff you know like it's a, it's something that I think a lot of people could learn from that. I really never hear anything about. I know Andrew and I, we have like, so he basically, he dips in helping me with things, but I do a majority of it. So what I do is I take a percentage of what I make from all my partnerships and things like that. And I give that percentage to him in like, again, like our joint account. So we kind of do the same thing. That's where we do all of our mortgage payments, our grocery shopping, all of that. And then he has like his pin business money where he just, you know, like uses it to do whatever he wants with. And then I have like my social money where I use that to do whatever I want with. So we have like a good system, but it's, it's something that no one really does talk about. So I appreciate that. Yeah, of course. (laughs) So thinking about money too, I am curious because you are a very creative photographer, you know, like you're not, you have props and you have like stuff going on in your photos. Like it's not just like you in an outfit and here you go. So with that creative photography, how much would you say on average you spend like on a photo shoot between props and all of that kind of stuff? Oh gosh. Well, I mean, we pretty much, we, our cameras paid off. Like I never, I never hire a photographer. I've never done that because I needed to prove to myself that I could do it myself without someone's help first to, to make sure that I could keep going. Yeah. So, you know, having Slate helps, but I don't know. I would say like, I guess this past weekend we did like a holiday bouquet shoot and that bouquet we got from home goods. It was like 20 something dollars. And then calculating outfit, that was a new outfit, but it's something that I'm going to continue to wear. I don't know. I guess I would say factoring in the camera equipment, time with editing and all the apps that it takes for that. Oh my gosh. I'm going to say. <laughs> it's hard to put a number. <laughs> it's a tough question. I need to make like a Google sheet real quick. Yeah. Um, right. <laughs> I'm going to say a couple hundred dollars. Like, yeah. Just, just if you're thinking about it in terms of the equipment yep. and everything else that goes into it, like it's not just a photo. And I think for a lot of people, especially those who are on the other side of not being a creator, they scroll through Instagram and they see these photos and it's just like, 
it's not just a human standing there in a cute outfit. Like they had to buy that outfit. It cost them something. They had to pay for the editing app that they're using to edit that photo that you're viewing. And people don't have that process in their mind. Right. How much is going into this one photo? And a lot of like stupid random things too. Like maybe you had to like pay to park in the parking garage when you, you know, that's another $10 and you had to like pay for your gas to get to this location 20 minutes away. And like, you know, there's a lot of little things that go into it, but I wanted to kind of get across the point that there is money that goes into it, you know? So like, it definitely helps to justify our rates because there's actual expenses that go into these shoots, especially when they're like really creative shoots that involve props and different editing apps and things like that. So it's, it's cool for someone who's maybe not in the industry, but also people who are just getting into the industry to understand, like there definitely are actual like physical expenses that, that go along with it. Exactly. And I will say a a little bit of an example of that is like, I had starting out, I didn't have the best camera. I had a DSLR, but it wasn't the best. As soon as I upgraded my camera and I invested in that side of things and my quality went up, so did my rates because that is a part yep. of it. And that's a part of my worth and what I'm able to offer to brands and other people. So just a, just a little example. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, with like content creation, especially, you know, if you're not necessarily posting in, it's not about engagement and sales. It's more about, you know, like creating a beautiful piece of content that a brand can use in a, on a billboard or in an advertisement on Facebook or whatever it is like you are going to create a higher quality piece of content. If you have a better quality piece of equipment, you know, you are, you could be charging hundreds of dollars for a photo with a DSLR that was, you know, edited really nicely and professionally versus someone who just takes it with an iPhone. So it's one of those situations where it's like, you have to, you have to spend money to make money. I like so wholeheartedly believe in that. There's been so many things where I've been like, I really don't want to spend a thousand dollars on this right now, but like, think of the potential of what I could make with it. Same with that situation. Yeah. And I mean, even iPhones too, like those cost money. And I feel like a lot of people don't know this, but just a side tip, you can be writing off your phone bill (laughs) because you're using your phone and taking photos and using it. So I think a lot of times people miss these little things and they could be yeah. getting more out of it. So thank you for, I know you do a lot of tips about this on social media. So thank you for sharing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Of course. Yeah. We actually earlier this year, I want to say it was in January, February. I discovered this website called wingspan. I was getting ads for it on Instagram all the time. And I don't know, I usually just ignore the ads. Cause I'm like, just go away, get out of my face. But this one kept coming up. And so I was finally like, all right, fine. I'll, I'll look into it. And it's basically this platform where you can connect it to your bank account and it will show you everything that you have incoming and outgoing. So like all your income and expenses are there. And what I do once a week, I log on to Wingspan. It shows me all my transactions and I say expense, not an expense, expense, not an expense. And everything that I label as an expense, it gets like categorized into like supplies, travel, you know, whatever all the different categories are in phone bills, internet bills, and it categorizes everything. So you can see like, okay, this is how much I spent on my phone bill this year. This is how much I spent on supplies or props for my photo shoots this year. Like it's very cool to see all of that, but it's also really awesome because you can see like your income and expense and how much profit you're actually making throughout the year without having to do like 
you know, an Excel spreadsheet or something. I mean, that works totally fine too, but this is just so easy because you're just like, Expense, not an expense, expense, not an expense. And you can also send invoices through Wingspan too. So that's something that I like to do a lot. Like if I'm sending an invoice to a brand for a sponsored post or whatever, I can literally send it through Wingspan. They can pay just like, you know, just like they're checking out on an online shop or something on Wingspan. That money gets put right into my bank account. And they also do this cool thing where you can choose to like withhold money for taxes because a lot of people who use it are freelancers. So usually what I do is everything that's incoming through Wingspan, it takes 30% of it and like immediately puts it into a savings account. And you can pay your taxes, like your quarterly estimated taxes right through Wingspan too. Right. I I literally, I sound like an advertisement right now, but I'm really (laughs) just like obsessed with it. It's the most genius thing. The one problem I will say that I, there is with it is like when you first sign up, you can only go back two months. So like if you were to sign up now, there's no point because you can't get all your info from the whole year. But January, January 1st, if you're thinking about Wingspan, that's the time to do it because then you could just start for, for, from the beginning. Right. I think I'm going to do it because I feel like Google Sheets and all that, it gets hectic sometimes. It's frustrating. Yeah. I, I used to do Google Sheets before Wingspan. And then I found that and I was like, this is so much quicker, so much quicker. You don't even have to type anything. <laughs> you just click buttons. It's kind of fun. So thinking about like equipment, cause I know we were just talking about, like you said, you didn't start off with like the best camera or anything. What do you feel like would be realistic for someone realistic and effective for someone who is just starting? Like what kind of equipment would you recommend to them? If it was like just them and they wanted to do it on their own? Right. So I actually found like a lens kit. I know a lot of people have iPhones. So if you don't feel like investing in a DSL, DSLR camera, mine's actually a mirrorless camera. If you don't want to go that route, you can still use your iPhone and do little upgrades to it, which is also something that I don't think a lot of people know about. So like if you just go on Amazon, there's like this little lens kit. It's only like $20, I think. You pop the lens on like your camera right here and it actually does what a camera does and so it makes it a little bit more high def I mean the iPhones are already good you know pretty impressive yeah so but just a little bit more quality and like again something that you can write off <laughs> so I I think like if you want to start simple I I would suggest starting there but for me I didn't I didn't invest in a mirrorless camera, like going that far up until I had everything saved. And I felt like I was really ready to kind of like shoot the gun. Like I, I, it took me a while to actually do that. That amount, seeing that amount of how much you're going to pay is kind of scary. (laughs) So, I mean, I would just say, you know, don't do it because you feel like you have to like, wait till you're ready. Right. You have, you know, yourself set up. Don't like sabotage yourself. In the meantime, there's other simple things you can do, like spending $20 on like a lens kit on Amazon. So, okay. That's really interesting. Cause you're right. I I don't hear a lot of people talking about it, but I actually totally had no idea that you ever use like the iPhone. So do you ever use the iPhone with the lenses, like on your in-feed post? And if so, like at this point, how many out of 10 would you say are iPhone pictures versus camera? Okay. So I'm going to out myself recently. I have done a little bit of a transition in my feed, which you can, you can see right now. Those are all camera photos. Those aren't iPhone. Okay. If you scroll back, mainly like summer until like summer 2020 until like the beginning of this year, even a little bit after like into the spring of this year, I, I use my phone (laughs) and you wouldn't even really be able to tell those. I I'm telling you like those lens kits, 
they aren't much, but they add just a little bit of detail where it looks like yeah. a camera lens. Like you can't tell, especially if, you know, you have the right editing tools too. That's also something that plays a huge yeah. role in how your finished product is going to come out. So I would definitely say before even investing in a nice camera, invest in good software, because that's kind of yeah. where, that's where I found myself. That's what really helped me. Yeah, that's so interesting. So I'm going to have to have you send me a link after <laughs> with one from Amazon, send me an affiliate link. And for anyone watching, I'll put it in the description so you can go grab one. Cause like, that's, I mean, that's a really good tip. I have a lot of people that I talk with that are just in that beginning stage and are like, you know, I want to do awesome stuff, but like, I really realistically don't have thousands of dollars to spend right now, which is very normal. <laughs> so that's a really great, you know, affordable tip. So I love that. I want to kind of talk a little bit about your, I hate the word niche, but we'll go with niche. So you, you refer to yourself as an empowering creator. I want to hear like how you decided that's like, that's what I'm here for. You know, like where, where in your journey did you decide that was right for you? And, and how has it been like being someone who is a voice to help other people feel confident or, or feel empowered? Because I know like, with our industry, sometimes it's hard for you to even feel like confident and empowered and all of that. So I, those, those are my questions for you with empowering creator. Cause I, I think that's takes a lot of balls, honestly. Okay. This is going to be a little long winded. So sorry if it's a little bit all over Buckle the place. Buckle up. So to kind of give a brief overview of the backstory coming into college, I wanted to be a therapist. So that's kind of, I've always been the person, like even with my friends, friend group growing up, I've always been the person that like people come to to talk to. And I realized that I really love it. I really love uplifting people, talking through things, making them feel good. And I've always been drawn to that connection of making people feel a certain way. Yeah. Um, and so I, yeah, I wanted to be a therapist, a specifically a sex therapist. That was the route I was going to go through. And again, that didn't end up happening. <laughs> I a more creative route. And I was like, I remember sitting there questioning, like, how do I incorporate what I love and what I spent thousands of dollars in college yeah. for and, and kind of tie it into my career now? And so it took me a very, very long time. I don't like the word niche either, but it took me a long time yeah. to find where I fit or who I am as a creator. Even now, I'm still evolving. I'm still kind of like, well, how do I tie in everything that I love? But I I don't know if you've heard, I'm sure you have heard this, but people tell you all the time, like your content should do one of the following, yep. inspire, entertain, whatever. And so in there, I had never really heard anyone say empower. Out of like inspire, entertain, educate, it's kind of like, yeah, that's cool. And I understand the value behind that. Right. What about making people feel a certain way because that's what I had been missing as a creator that's what again that that was the connection that I loved in being a therapist so I was like how can I make people feel like how can I make them stop look at my yeah. photos or a video and they scroll away feeling a certain way and so empowering creator kind of came from that me on a mission to kind of represent this person who does that for other people and I know that not all the time, like my content isn't going to empower all of the people out there, but hopefully in some way it's going to make them spark something within them. Right. So I do, I do a lot of like, you know, 
not beating yourself up, mental health, like daily little simple moments in life, like just enjoying life. I also, within my photography too, with like in my feed, I want my photos to provoke an emotion. Today, I I posted earlier a couple hours ago and it was a partnership, but I, I told Slate, I was like, I want people to feel what me and you actually have, you know, the, the vibe right. when we have like a date night because that was the theme of the photo. And so it's just like, how do... I I always ask myself, how do I tie in that element of feeling a certain way? Even if it's just a still photo, how can I do that? And sometimes it's a challenge and sometimes it's, but yeah, that's kind of where, that's kind of where I came up with empowering creator. I know it's kind of, it is what it is. I kind of made it up. Yeah, (laughs) whatever. Yeah. I don't feel like it is what it is. I, I loved it when I thought of it, I changed my username to it and right now that's what it's going to stay as and it feels like me so I'm happy with it that's I love that story because I actually totally did not know a lot of that so it's definitely really cool to hear the the story of I guess how you got to where you are today and something Mm -hmm. you said that really like hits me so hard because I've been feeling it so much is when you said like, you know, this is who I am. This is like where I am at right now, but like it's ever evolving, you know, like it's always changing. And that's something I feel like I deal with almost on a daily basis. I feel like it's so easy for creators to almost have like an identity crisis, like all the time, you know, cause we're like, okay, well, you know, like I love this. So shouldn't I be posting about this, but my audience really likes this. So I should share this. And you're just like, who am I? I don't even know who I am anymore. Like I feel like I literally go through that at least a few times a week. (laughs) And it really, it's cool that you found something that, you know, like, even if it does evolve a little bit, I'm sure your goal at the end of the day will stay like, I want to help people. I want to help people feel good. I want to make them feel something like, and however you choose to do that, there's so many different ways that you could do that. You know, like, I'm sure you'll stick with something around there. Like for me, my kind of, that's almost like your mission statement, you know, like my mission statement is that I want to help, you know, other, other women basically like have like more freedom and more, you know, financial freedom and happiness in their lives. And that's why I share a lot of like business stuff and all of that. But there are so many times where I'm like, ah, who am I? And it it really can be so hard. It's just a creative field thing. I don't know if everyone else goes through this. I, I mean, I've talked to a lot of people who are creators too, and they feel the exact same way. And I mm-hmm. think it's because of the niche thing. I think it's because yes. of this idea that you have to be in a, in a box. You have to choose what you talk about and who you are and then go with it. And oh, and if right. you change it, that's a bad thing. Don't change it um, because then you're going to have to find a new audience. But honestly, like I have had the opposite experience. Like I feel like once I found myself and I, I just said, fuck it. Like I'm going to do what I want to do because it feels good. Right. I, I have made more connections than I have putting myself in a box because I mean, honestly, starting out, I was like, okay, I see what everyone else is doing. And it's like, they're doing makeup, they're doing style outfits and stuff like that. And I tried that. I dabbled my toes in everything and it never, it never felt good. It never felt right. like me. I, I don't want to like, and not to like say that people who do that, it's a bad thing. It's not, I, I right, think it's not at all. tough. I think it's so hard and I give props to anyone who does that. But for me, it just didn't, it didn't feel right. I, again, I was missing that like emotional side of like human connection almost. Like I want to talk about life with you. I want to feel something. I want you to tell me how you feel. And so that's kind of what propelled me to, 
kind of turned my cheek to being a style influencer. I had to go on this journey of, well, if I'm not this person, then who am I? And it's been gosh it's been tough like everything that you said I I do it on a weekly basis too where I'm like well (laughs) is this me but I mean I think I found something that like whenever I do have those hard days it brings me back to well this is this is what feels good this what this is what feels right yeah I just need to stick with it and stop letting the thoughts get the best of me because honestly they cause more damage than good so I'm just gonna keep going with the flow (laughs) yep exactly yeah I I feel like it's not even just with the topics that you talk about necessarily. Sometimes it's just like almost like personality, I guess. Sonia and I talked about this. I think it was on the podcast when she was saying like, sometimes you're, you're like on and you don't realize you're like on and you're like, am I even being myself? Like sometimes even with personality, it's hard. Like I, I was watching TikTok videos over the weekend and like what I love about TikTok is that there are so many people on TikTok that are just so like crazy and funny and like just so themselves. Whereas Instagram is very different. People are so afraid to like come out of their little perfect little box, you know, and be like wacky and funny and crazy like they are in real life. And I was like watching these videos and I was like, wow, I would get along with this girl so much. Cause like, I, you know, I feel like we're both wacky, funny, whatever. And I was like, you know what? It's so crazy to think about. Like, maybe my audience doesn't even know sometimes that I'm like that. Cause sometimes I, I'm like, okay, I'm recording our story. Okay. You know, and I like, I like almost, it's not that I like put on a front cause I am myself, but sometimes I just feel like it's hard to like turn the Instagram switch off. Yeah. I feel you. I feel the same way. And it's, it's been tough, especially I think going into this year, because I feel like with the pandemic, I kind of lost myself a bit. Like I felt like, and and I don't know if you can attest to this because I know that you also were a huge, big creative person doing like the stickers and all that. But yeah. in terms of like personality on my feed and what I was representing as a creator, I got entangled into this like, oh, I have to do a doodle on every photo. Yep. I have to be, you know, my photos have to be crazy and, <laughs> and out there in order to capture people's attention. And then kind of coming into this year, I'm like, I don't, I don't, it doesn't feel like me. It doesn't feel right anymore. I need to find my style. I'm not sure what it is, but I want it to represent me. So what is that? And I have had many pieces of paper written on where I'm like, (laughs) what do I love? Like what things draw me in? And then I kind of try to have to like connect the dots and see what, what is it? Who am I? And so I think, yeah, it's just, it's hard. It's tough, like finding finding what your spark is in order to help other people find their spark. It's, it's right. such a tricky part of being a creative. Yeah. And I think it's important to mention that so many times, especially like I work with a lot of new creators and they're immediately like, okay, cool. I want to be a fashion blogger. And I'm like, okay, like, hold on. I'm like, let's back up. Like, do you even like fashion? Like, can you talk about it all day, every day, every second of your day? Like, I think there's so much, first of all, that you like put on yourself as an expectation when you're first starting of like, oh, I see everyone doing this. Like we said, oh, I see these trends or I see these doodles on these pictures. Like I'm going to, I'm going to do it too. Like, just cause it seems like it's working. It's cool. It's cute. You know, like I'll try it. And then it's a lot of trial and error, you know, like we both did that and we both said, it doesn't really feel right anymore. And we've moved on to different things that we feel better with, but I can't tell you how many of those little trends that I went through before I felt 
like, okay, this, this feels like me. And again, like there are still, I mean, I've been doing this for years. You've been doing this for years. Same thing. Like there are still moments where I'm like, is this me? Like, should I do my feed differently? Like, I think it's so normal, no matter where you are in your journey as a creator to just question things like that. You know, like it's hard to nail it down first try. There's going to be so much trial and error. Yeah. And I think a lot of people need to give themselves more credit. I know like I have been my own worst critic. Oh yeah. It's like, I'm a human being. I am forever evolving in my personal life. Why would I not expect myself to do the same online within my feed, within my aesthetic or whatever? Like, why wouldn't I expect myself to change too? And it's okay to change. And I, I feel like, especially for me, when I was starting, I felt like I was bombarded with once you choose a niche, you can't change who you are because you'll lose your community. You're going to have to start over. It's yeah. bad. It's bad for you. And I was scared for so long. Like now I'm in this realm of like focusing on photography more and empowerment. And like, again, that feeling, and I feel so much happier. And I was even talking to Slade the other day. And I'm like, why the hell didn't I do this sooner? Like it <laughs> yeah. feels so damn good. Like why yep. did I listen? Why did I listen to these people that were telling me, oh, don't do that? Like once you start something, right. you have to stay there. So any for anyone listening, my advice is just go with what feels good and don't <laughs> don't listen to people who say you have to stick to a niche. Like you are a human yeah. being, you have multiple passions. Your, your audience has multiple passions. There's people who I have connected with on my online community. We talk about multiple things and and the DMS and comments all the time. And it's like, they're not, they're not there just for one thing. They're there for you. And there's so many different aspects and facets of you that they're drawn to that you probably don't even know about. Yep. I mean, everything you said is exactly spot on. Like I, I feel like I have even like really good friends of mine that are food bloggers, they don't even post anything to do with anything that I talk about, but like we talk every day, you know? So it's, it really is more about you than I think it is about like your niche or your content pillars while they do have like some sort of importance. I think you feeling good at the end of the day is, is the best situation the most important. So with our last few minutes, I want to like give you some rapid fire questions because I wrote down so many questions for you. And I actually like, I'm really excited to hear your answers to these. Okay. My first one reels versus feed posts. How do you feel about both? What do you like better pros and cons? Okay. So I had a real pop off during Thanksgiving break. I didn't touch my phone and it got over hundred K out of nowhere. And I was like, what the, <laughs> like, yeah, what? and I got so many just random people, which I I think Reels is amazing for growth, but also it opens a door of like inviting people who don't really know you in. So they're going to comment on, like (laughs) make me comment or they're going to give you their opinion or they're going to, I don't know. It just opens a whole new door of stuff that maybe you're not comfortable with. In feed posts, I feel like is where I really make the connection with my audience that, that I personally need. So I make sure to at least have a couple in feed posts a week throughout my content. Yep. And I've noticed, like, I know in analytics on Instagram, it tells you how many people follow you from that post. And that number has been going up recently, which I don't know why or what is making that happen. But I'm like, oh, okay. So maybe in feed posts aren't dead. Maybe, <laughs> maybe photos are still yep. here to stay in some way and, you know, keep doing it. I think having a healthy mix of both is kind yep. of where I'm at right now. So. Yeah. I feel exactly the same. Yeah. Like I really love that 
feed posts, like a little bit more intimate almost. And I always notice that people interact with them more. Reels are just like a a crapshoot. Like you just never know what's going to happen. But I am curious to know. So your reel got over a hundred thousand views. So did you gain like a ton of followers from that? Like maybe twenty. <laughs> Isn't it crazy? I, I the conversion. Yeah, you would no, think I, like a hundred thousand people saw this. Twenty of them yeah. came to your page and followed you. It just. And that's why I think about reels and I'm like, you know what? Everyone wants me to post more reels and post more reels for growth and da, 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 da. But I'm like, I have to get a hundred thousand views to gain 20 followers. That just seems like not really that great of conversion. Yeah. Okay. So that's, that's good to know. So my next question, my next rapid fire question. So you've had, I mean, quite a few reels. It looks like go viral in the last few months. Have you found like any commonalities in those videos or like anything that you do that you're like, okay, this should, this should pop off. <laughs> this is a really good question. And <laughs> it's probably not an answer that you want to hear because it's not something that I, it's not something that I can give you like a direct answer to, Yeah. but I have found that whenever I don't give a shit basically whenever I say you know what this makes me happy this is my intention for it I'm gonna post it no matter how well it does that is when it takes off if I sit there and I start worrying about it and I'm like oh my god you know this is this is a really important reel I gotta post it I I, I want to take off I want it to yeah be viral. then it gets like a thousand views which is <laughs> still good but it's like it doesn't go anywhere and then it just right. dies that effort was for nothing. So honestly, my tip is like recently those, those reels that have kind of been doing a a little bit better. I think one, it's been because of consistency. I I find, I finally found a a schedule with reels where I'm like, okay, I'm going to post this many times a week and I'm going to do it on these days. I think that does stand true, which I know it can be hard and mentally exhausting, but I have noticed that it has helped. But yeah, just like, honestly, I I think I truly believe energy is, you know, a thing that is to be matched. So whenever you're putting out into the world, it's going to come back to you. So if you just don't care, if you just feel good about it, you're happy with it. I think those good vibes are going to come back to you some way or another. And as long as you're happy within yourself, like who cares how many views it gets, who cares how many followers end up going to your feed, you know? Right. Exactly. Have you had any like really awesome success with any influencer platforms? Any that are like great for you, your favorite? I really love Aspire IQ. I will say, (laughs) I feel like recently I have gotten either like reached out to, or I reached out and I hear a response and then I kind of get ghosted. I, (laughs) I don't know what it is. I don't know if like they're bombarded with the holidays or whatever, but I do really love Aspire IQ. I, have been getting a lot of campaigns and opportunities with hashtag paid. I don't know if you've ever yep. love used it. that. Yeah, I love that one. Honestly, though, I I try my best to stick to like long-term partnerships. So I kind of just reach yeah. back out to brands I've already worked with. Or again, <laughs> I, I don't know if people are going to think I'm crazy for saying this, but sometimes I just wait and see what comes to me. Like if I if I keep putting the restraint on myself, I notice that I go months where it's like I get nothing. And then the moment where I'm like, well, screw it. It is what it is. Like, I'm going to go do something else and yep. focus my attention on something else. Then I start getting like this influx in my inbox. I'm like, oh, okay, now. There you are. <laughs> yeah, now I can pay attention. <laughs> 
Yeah, exactly. You know, it's funny that you say that about Aspire because I lately have been like, is anyone on here anymore? Like I used to do so many partnerships on Aspire. Like I would say like 50% of my partnerships, maybe in the spring probably or winter were from Aspire. And like, I think I've gotten like maybe one or two in the last few months. It's been kind of dead. And I feel like it's ever since they introduced that like ambassador screen where Um, there's just like a ton of ambassador programs now there's like a hundred of them and I'm like come on man like this is not what I'm here for (laughs) so I wonder if that has something to do with it but I'm glad it's not just me and my last question for you is and I know this is probably an in-depth question so give us give us your summary you use Pinterest a lot to share your posts like I know you've you've shared posts about how you use utilize Pinterest to kind of like help on Instagram and things like that do you have any like top tips for using Pinterest for people that want to like bring some people over from Pinterest? Yeah. So I will say I have had my fair share of Pinterest success in the past. This, the past few months, I really haven't used it. Honestly, it goes back to pregnancy because it's like, I have to <laughs> my battles. So honestly, like TikTok and Pinterest have been on the back burner, but what I have seen, I still do research. I still pin whenever I can, but they actually have a trending page now. So anyone who is looking for like SEO keywords, which is honestly the biggest tip I can give you, like do a couple sentences in your caption or bio or whatever it is for your photo. And then just do a shit ton of SEO keywords. And then also on top of that, I think a lot of people, I don't know if they know this or not, but you can do hashtags on Pinterest too. And that helps you as well. Whenever you're doing like story pins or like video pins, they give you the extra option to add, tag, I can't talk right now, to (laughs) add topic tags. Yes. Those topic tags are also very helpful in letting Pinterest know where to group your content. So yeah, so, but there is a trending page right now on Pinterest. It's it's awesome. It's kind of newer. I will say I really love Pinterest for kind of putting their creators in the forefront. There's like a creator page now and there's like a a feature where like creators who have idea pins or like story pins, they'll feature a few creators throughout each week or whatever. And it's like, why can't Instagram do do something? Yeah, Instagram is going to help creators. But yeah, so Pinterest is really great at that. But go to the trending page, see like I looked at it during Thanksgiving and I saw like brown nails or like Thanksgiving nails or even holiday Christmas nails was trending. Like, so like something like that and say, I don't know, something easy. Like you go get your nails done. They're like green, right? For Christmas, take a snapshot, make it a pin, add a couple of those keywords, like holiday Christmas nails, pin it and you're good to go. It takes you like two minutes and it could really help your account. And everything that I do, even if it's not like Instagram related, again, I've done like, I've done that where I'll take a picture of my nails or like yeah. office set up or something like that it helps you bring traction and always add in like your handles in in the caption as well so I always put follow for more at Becca is okay so it just you're you're putting your mark on it you're yeah. enriching it with the SEO keywords and you're good to go so that's amazing <laughs> that was like the best two minute Pinterest lesson ever <laughs> <laughs> I also had no idea about any of those new things that they have going on on Pinterest so I'm gonna have to get over there and like check oh, it out at some point sure. there's a lot of creators right now blowing up solely on Pinterest I know people who have like I don't know a couple thousand on Instagram but they have like over a million monthly viewers on yep. Pinterest it's crazy so I would if you're not on Pinterest I would say hop on it and yeah <laughs> away. I would also say one of my top tips is I I don't know if you use Tailwind but I have Tailwind for oh. Pinterest 
So, so Tailwind basically tells you your optimal times that you should be pinning to get the most out of it. Mm. And it'll also, it'll also share like certain pins that are within your niche or like related to your content Okay. that maybe you can get ideas off of or like what hashtags are they using type of thing. But yeah, I have noticed, especially for my Pinterest journey, this has never changed. It's stayed the same, but pinning on the weekends and like after 7 p.m., that is when I see the most views. Like that's when I get thousands and thousands of, of eyeballs on my pins. So I would say that too. I don't know why I never thought about the fact that Pinterest also has like an algorithm. Like I was just like, yeah, I don't know. I'll pin when I feel like it. Like I never thought to like choose the times. Is this the website you were talking about? Is it like a free resource or is it a paid? So, so for Tailwind, I think you have up to like a hundred free pins okay. that can help you with. I will say though, I cheated at first <laughs> and I kind of just took a snapshot of the the times they gave me. And I just went off of that and oh. I, never, I never really upgraded until okay. I, I felt like I needed to, because they tell you the time. So once you yeah. have your times for the days and the weeks, you're kind of, uh, yeah, yeah. They kind of screwed themselves there. <laughs> yeah. You're kind of good to go. So, but I mean, Tellwin also is a scheduling app. So the reason why I upgraded is because you can schedule all your pins within like, I don't know, let's say an hour, hour and a half on a Monday. And then they'll just pin for you. Like say, say you have like a date on Friday night and you're not going to be able to do it. It'll do like a hundred pins for you. So oh, I, do, yeah. okay. I think it's worth it investing in it. But if you just want the times and you're able to do it yourself, it, it will give you that. Okay. Amazing. So I'm going to have you send me that website too, so that I can, I can link it in the bio or in the description. Awesome. Well, this was such a great conversation. I'm so happy that you were able to come on. I really appreciate it. And for anyone who doesn't know you yet, or just got to uh, know you here, where can they find you on all the different platforms? Yeah. Um, so for TikTok and Instagram, it's the same thing at Becca underscore Isdell. And then on Pinterest, it's at Becca Isdell without the underscore. And those are the three main platforms I use. I am currently working on a website. So that will up next year. We'll see how things with baby go. But yeah, that's where you can find me. Amazing. Yeah. And I'll have all of that linked for anyone who wants to just go click it and uh, make their life easier. <laughs> Well, thank you so much again. I really appreciate it. I hope everyone loved this episode and goes to give Becca a follow. She deserves it. Well, thank you so much. I hope you have an amazing day. I appreciate you coming on. Me too. Thank you. I had so much fun. Let's let's do this again. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> thank you so much for listening all the way to the end. I hope you love this episode. Don't forget to give us a review and also give us a follow on social media. You can find us at KBoosk, K-B-O-U-S-Q, and at your social mate, S-O-U-L, show mate. <laughs> we'll see you guys next time.